How would you like to launch your programs in about a third the time it takes to do so now? How would you like to do that for about a hundred bucks? I thought so. Hi, Deep Geek here, and today on HPR, running your system on Compact Flash for Speed. So, what is Compact Flash? Which I will also refer to as CF, since it is kind of their trademark. Well, CF is a form of flash media. You know, like what some people call a thumb drive, or sometimes a pen drive. What makes CF different from a thumb drive is that on, it, on the inside of the CF card, it is like an ATA disk drive. This makes it easy to use as a computer disk drive with inexpensive adapters. Another difference is speed, which is to say, in a word, faster. So, what we are talking about is using a fast thumb drive-like media as a disk on our computer to make things go faster. So let's talk about something we all have on our computers, which is a disk hard drive. You might ask yourself, Aren't these fast media? They plug right into the motherboard for speed, don't they? Well, yes, they are fast, and they have a very high rate of transferring data to the motherboard once they get at it. You see, there are three things that cause time delay in a hard disk, and they are head seek time, which is the time it takes for the disk head to move, rotational delay, which is the second one, this is how long it takes for the data on the disk player to rotate into position under the disk head, and the third is a transfer to the motherboard. This is why enterprise disks have faster heads, smaller and more platters, and higher rotational speeds. So, it is a little disconcerting to experiment with this technology and to find that a fast flash chip that can put out data at, say, 45 megabits per second can beat a disk drive that can transfer data in bursts of 300 megabits per second. But that is a burst not the average. It turns out that if you eliminate the seek time and eliminate the rotational delay, which is what you do when you eliminate moving parts by going to flash chips, that you can get more speed out of the flash media. Is this a panacea? No. With that speed comes cost. When you begin shopping for CF with specific speeds, the fastest speeds go for about $10 a gigabyte. Nice thing is that you can get a 2-gig CF card for $20. I also priced a fast solid-state drive, and at 64 gigabytes, it was a little over $600. And I also found a 16-gigabyte CF card for about $160. Interesting enough, while researching for this episode, I got an ad in the mail for a thumb drive from TigerDirect.com, and it talked a lot about the speed of the port of a 64-gigabyte thumb drive. But I knew that a 64GB should be much more than that, and saw through the ad copy. Now, a good chunk of our listenership at HPR is in the know about Linux. And this is something that the Windows crowd is just left out of. As you may know, Windows wants to be on one disk, and that disk certainly should not be a 2GB disk. 
However, with Linux, you can get kind of surgical about what goes where on which disk, getting all the boots, time stuff, and your software onto 2 gigabytes is quite doable in Linux. So let's get a little specific about the advantages. I have a Western Digital Disk with an average seek time of about 20 microseconds. Now, it used to take me 6 seconds to kick off Firefox. Now, it takes me 2. Some screens I used to see a flash if I don't see anymore. For example, logging into the computer, there used to be a flash, a successful, between the login and the window manager kicking in. Now that I, now I don't see that anymore. Lastly, I find that mousing around the menu system feels a lot more sensitive because everything is just quicker. So, what is the nature of flash media? Well, first of all, it is chiefly limited by the number of writes basically 100,000 writes before a portion of the memory dies. But reading is unlimited. Interesting to note that CF, when it fails, fails on the write. This is contrasted to disk drives where the write goes through and subsequent reads can fail. I talked a lot about speed, and flash media is rated just like your CD drive. You know, 52x as a speed? Well, to compete with hard disks, we need to buy the fastest CF media we can, which is 300x speed. This is about 45 megabits per second. Enough theory. Let's get into how to do this. First, let's talk converters. The converter will be the go-between between your CF card and the disk bus on the motherboard. The exception will be if you are building a new computer, in which case you can get a motherboard with a CF card reader on the motherboard itself. I chose a StarTech.com model where you can easily change the card either in the rear of the case or in the front in the panel that fits into a floppy slot. Mine plugged into the SATA bus. The StarTech.com model also comes in an IDE model. It takes its power from a floppy power cable from the power supply. It's a matter of screwdriver turning. Now there are some cheap IDE converters that stand up in an IDE slot on your motherboard they are priced really cheap, and you would have to open the computer case to change the card. The cheapest of these support only the old PIO mode of data transfer. I would recommend that you avoid this. You want the faster UDMA support. Lastly, there are also special converters with the form factor of a laptop hard drive for those of you who might want to replace your laptop drive with this technology. By the way, I haven't tried it but these cards should use less power than a disk drive, you might get more battery life on a laptop with this technology. I bought a slow memory card with the converter, then I went to a memory specialist called MemoryX.net and got the proper 300x speed card. It is a major difference. After opening the case, twisting screwdrivers and plug-in plugs, it was installed. The hardware is the easy part. Let's talk about installing Debian Linux on this. You can use a Linux of your choice, of course, but the manual Debian installer gives me complete control. You may have to install, then change settings manually in your slash etsy slash fs tab file. For the purposes of this installation, we are going to need a root partition, a slash usr partition, a slash var partition, and a special petition I call slash home 2. Here is the rationale. 
Since it is the number of writes that shorten the life of this media, we are going to put all the data files and all the log files on a regular hard disk. Now, I really like this, so down the road I might get a 16 gig CF card and fire my hard disk and just, you know, like be ready for when the, when the 16 gig card wears out. But the jury is still out on that. I want the read-only files on CF. I create a 500 megabyte root directory on the CF card and this root partition has a standard slash home directory. I want to keep this for an important reason. I want all those personal configuration files for all my applications to be on that CF disk for fast access. I make a slash home 2 on my hard disk for my data, all my videos, ogs, etc. It only takes a little getting used to. I also put the slash var, the slash var on a hard disk, as well as a swap on the hard disk. This puts my frequently writed files all on the hard disk. The software directory, slash USR, I created as a 1.5 gig partition on the CF card. My software is about a gig, so I have a little playroom. If you need more, you can use the squash file system to compress it. You would have to have a bigger, like a 3 gig partition on your hard disk, and then make a squash of it, and then use the dd command to copy it onto the cf disk. If you want to check the size of your current slash usr, you can use the command du to find out its size. Now, I have to do an aside here. You guys know I do the lightweight app series. I find that I absolutely need to have Firefox, Conqueror, and K3B. Now these last two, Conqueror and K3B, bring in a lot of, of the KDE environment with them. So in some cases, some dependencies of other KDE apps are already satisfied. This means that to have a small system, a small slash USR, I chose heavier KDE apps in some cases where other lightweight apps would have used more disk space with their own dependencies than a KDE app sharing a dependency with Conqueror or K3B. Whew, that was a long, geeky sentence. Okay. <clears throat> With the standard Debian installer, you can choose this partition scheme all on the install, except if you need to use the Squash file system. Now, with each of the CF disk partitions, you choose the ext2 over the ext3 file system. You do this because you are setting up mainly to read and journaling is just not needed. Journaling also increases the rights to the media, which is clearly undesirable here. For the same reason, you set the mount option called no ATIME. Every time you use a file, Linux updates the ATIME, the last access time. We just don't need to do this writing to the CF disk. Then, it's a matter of letting the installer finish the install, and you can enjoy your new faster system. I have to acknowledge Klaatu series The Bad Apples as a heavy influence on this episode. In the episodes where he discusses Splashtop, a on-motherboard Linux that Asus motherboards have, and the file hierarchy standard, I could see the path of research needed to pull this off. Shouts out to Chung of Nextech Systems also. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.